Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. Oh, what's going on, Brittany? How you doing? Good. I can't complain other than this weather. Just like we got a cold front come through here. I know. We really did. I don't know what was really going on. I saw what's funny is I saw people at work today in sweaters. Yeah. And they winter coats. I was cracking up. I was like, everybody went into their bag and like dug out. They're winter clothes. But yesterday <laughs> I was even more cold, like freezing. Yesterday. Yesterday doing like during work hours. It's like, you know, getting up in the morning and all that stuff. Yeah. And then it was raining remember. all day yesterday. So it's yeah, like. Yeah, it was. I was floating yesterday, so I could barely remember what happened. I was half asleep all day. And then that Sunday, did it rain? No, it rained all day Saturday. It's just been kind of. It has. Um, a little bleh. DC is having uh I thought maybe we would have some relief on the rain this year, but it doesn't appear to be any relief. So No. And like <laughs> so with that, um I don't know. I thought Yeah, I didn't think we got that much rain, but now I feel like we're getting rain every other day. Yeah. You know, I guess April we didn't have it, but now in May we're getting it in the cold weather and everything like that, so Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's going on in the industry? It's time for the industry rundown. Oh, yes, guys. So, let's get ready for the industry rundown. All right, guys, so Will Smith and Jay-Z are partnering to create an Emmett Till miniseries for HBO. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So according to UrbanIntelligence.com, Will Smith and Jay-Z are teaming up again. The pair, along with Jay Brown, James Lazier, and Aaron Kaplan, are executive producing an untitled miniseries about Emmett Till for HBO. Till was, for those of you who don't know, Till was a 14-year-old African-American teen in Chicago who was brutally murdered in 1955 while visiting family in Mississippi. His family chose to have an open casket funeral to show the savage effects on Till. Roy Byron and J.W. Millen were acquitted of killing Till, later publicly admitted um, after, admitting after their trial. Um, PBS produced a 2013 documentary called The Murder of Emmett Till that investigates the whole situation. Jay-Z and Smith have produced producing credits on last year's Annie starring Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox and Jay-Z's concert with Beyonce aired on HBO last summer also. There are currently no writers attached to this project. So that's kind of cool. I thought that was an interesting pairing for them to come together and um, do an Emmett Till documentary um, and miniseries for HBO. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, okay, so we don't know if it's it's a documentary or it's, a, it's going to be like a series. It's, it's a miniseries, so a I'm going to say Okay, yeah. cool. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm glad that they're making stories like this and people are learning more about these stories and other, you know, avenues um, because I know we – learned about it um, in school and you learn about it in certain places. You can see it at the African American History and Culture Museum. His casket is actually mm-hmm. there on display mm-hmm. as well as paintings 
by um, famous artists um, that also incorporate kind of that story within their artwork. So that's very cool. And I'm glad the youth gets, you know, or will be able to see this. I'm excited about that. That's dope. Absolutely. Um, so the next headline story is, um, or says, CBS has a white problem. Executive blasts toxic culture at network in explosive letter. So the letter was written by Whitney Davis, who is now a writer for Variety, and she was formerly a veteran of CBS News and Entertainment Division. The article goes on to state that last fall, there was an allegation of sexual misconduct against CEO Leslie Mouves, which led to an outside firm law, a law firm to investigate, thus leading Ms. Davis to believe that all forms of discrimination will be looked into. She states that hundreds of employees were investigated during this process, and during her two-hour interview, she discussed her experience working at CBS. She dealt with systemic racism, discrimination, and sexual harassment. Basically, she was open and honest about her experience as a black woman coming up in the entertainment industry and working um, at a network and just what she's gone through. So once the interview was over, basically Miss Davis was under the impression that, you know, there'll be a follow-up interview and that these lawyers would really like take her side and or expose the things that have been going on within the corporation for a long time. However, that did not happen. Um, actually, the documents from all the investigation, uh, they were leaked to the press and the media. And so I'm assuming nothing was really moved forward from that because I don't think that, um, what is it, they say that the evidence can't go into um, court because it's been tainted now or it's been released mm, to the public. Mm. So you can't get juries and or unbiased people to be able to sit on, you know, et cetera. So basically, um, Brittany, did you read this article? It's Variety from, from Variety. Um, it was yeah. released last week, I believe. Yeah, I read it. Um, and what are your takes on what, what happened and everything? So, you know, I think as a black woman um, in any industry, I think we can all relate to not just a woman, but... Um, Black people, period, can relate to microaggressions at work. Um, and they're real and they're valid. Mm -hmm. However, they're, they are a little bit um, harder to prove. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, if you're calling people out for what you're calling systemic racism because of microaggressions, you got to really have some concrete things because... And, and I'm not saying what she experienced wasn't valid. To me, it just wasn't enough to say CBS has a white problem. Now, maybe they have a problem, a diversity problem mm -hmm, um, in right. their programming, in their content. And that's because for all this time, you know, their main focus has been on the Big Bang Theory. theory. That's their earner, right? Mm -hmm, right. Um, and then the spinoff with that, the Shelton. So... No, we're not. We haven't seen a lot of uh, diversified content from CBS. Mm -hmm. um, we don't know the reasons why. Mm -hmm. In her article, she claims that executives weren't um, really open to, I guess, putting black actors and, you know, certain positions, certain and, positions roles and, and roles and allowing them to give TV, which I find... I believe her, 
You know, she right. gave her a specific example about how they passed up on Kiki Lane mm-hmm. and because they felt like she just didn't have what it, right? right? But that's all subjective. Like, I could look at a person and be like, oh, I don't see it for her. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I don't want to say that, so what, girl? But my thing is, yeah, we all deal with microaggressions. Agreed. We all deal with, you know... Um, some form of someone seeing something side eye, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to blatantly say that this firm or this company has a racism or race a race problem, um, it's something a little bit harder that you need to prove. And I don't think this article did enough to sway me that CBS had a white problem. That's right. just my opinion. Yeah, and, and so my my take on it is that I feel that she um during this article you know she meant she's been at cbs for a good 10 plus years right and so and she she details like how the treatment that she endured throughout her 10-year career there so my thing is why did you stay that was my question well maybe she thought it was gonna get better okay (laughs) okay Okay. <laughs> I mean, because I've personally been in situations where I felt either microaggressions or I felt some kind of way or that someone was personally trying to do some, something to me within. And guys, we worked in, we work in the industry, we worked at, you know, you know, behind the scenes. And so we kind of have like an insight of what some of the things she spoke of and what she's talking about. And so personally, I left and I had not taken jobs because I knew I was going to be in a certain environment of whether it was a political thing that they pushed a certain agenda mm-hmm. and or certain things. We we see that here in D.C. Like, that's a lot of production companies that you might end up in. They might push, like, certain content and or right. support someone that you may not stand behind. So, I that I guess, but that's just me. But in her case, is I could see, like, if you were dealing with microaggressions and then you also weren't um, progressing in your career, then you'll be like, well, why don't you leave? But for her, you know, she had multiple positions. Yeah, like she started as an AP, mm-hmm. she then moved up to a producer, then right. she got into this program, then she became diversity and inclusion or whatever that title right. that she was. So she was moving up. So if you if you're at the bottom and you don't like how it is, right, you would think if I make my way up to the top, I will have a greater influence. And I think maybe that's what she was hoping she would accomplish as she um, progressed and elevated to um, director status. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't work out. out. That's fair. Yeah. Cause I was trying to figure out what was going on with this article and exactly the motives behind, you know, I think the the headline was more salacious than I think so the too. actual meat yeah, of that was the definitely article. Click, clickbait, definitely clickbait, and I thought that was just like I don't know what who. Well, I know what what it was, but it's just yeah. I know. thought I was going to find out something a little bit more, um, like I said, substantial. Or but it's just like okay. Yeah, right. Like, and again, I'm not knocking this one woman's experience, I, and I'm not saying that she sh- didn't have the right to um voice her uh experience but i do think that that headline made it deeper than what it was i agree i I completely agree because when i started reading i was just like what what okay 
but yeah guys if you guys want to go check it out it's on variety.com right now um yeah and go ahead read it and um let us know how what you think about it and um your thoughts um next on industry rundown we're going to talk about series renewals and cancels now some of these shows we've already talked about mm-hmm. but i did just want to bring up some things that are going to be renewed and things that are leaving so um i saw this coming but i just wondered when it was going to happen but happy together has been canceled happy, happy together, together. hmm that's the one with um, Damon Wayne Jr. Ooh, I and wondered. I'm surprised that was even renewed for season two. Same, same. Because I didn't know how they were going to carry that storyline along and the whole spot, uh, whatever. Again, I thought it would have been a better show had it just been focused on Damon Wayne's and the wife. Damon Wayne Jr. and his wife. And not, and the, not yeah. the Australian kid and yeah. getting involved. I didn't get that. But that's just me. Tough break, you guys. Yeah. Um, Star has been canceled. Yeah. Um, Power is in its last um, sixth season. But as you guys know, they are doing a spinoff of a bunch of the characters coming up in like some type of, um, what do they call those things? Um, spinoff? Prequel? Prequels. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of prequels that are coming up. So, so you guys, okay. Mm-hmm. Back to Star. Yeah. Do you think, and I haven't read, I don't watch Star and I Me haven't either. read about the cancellation, but is this because of the whole Jesse Smollett? You know, honestly. Like, are it, they canceling Lee Daniels? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know what's going on over there. Because um, he is still in very much support of Jesse. Is he? He what is. Guys? He, it well, seems like he has to tread lightly with Jesse because he kind. It seems like he wants to say something, but he can't. And at least that's what I saw in the Breakfast Club with that little clip. Um, it was like they brought Jesse up, and he took was really hesitant of even speaking on the situation. And I don't even know if he really believes the Jesse's situation or not. I, I don't. Oh yeah, well we don't know. We but don't I know. was just wondering since Star and Empire has been canceled. Yeah. Is is this because I mean. I think we all kind of knew that Empire was going to be canceled right. because of this. And mm-hmm. it was already on its last leg anyway. Right. But I am surprised to see Star going. And maybe that's because some of the same fans who are Empire fans also watch Star. So uh, it has to be. they're just like, get them all out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get them out of here. Right. Um <laughs> Okay. So, also speaking of someone who had a bunch of shows that are suddenly getting canceled is um, Steve Harvey. What is up with that? So, a girl, I don't know. I know the internets are talking right now about some of the behind-the-scenes things that are going on with, on with him, his personal life. I'm not going to go there, but what I will say is... Oh, oh what? I want to know. Well, we'll talk about that off. off, off oh, is it bad? Um, Is it... Why... I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but I think something with his move from, I forgot what network he was with prior, but he's with Fox now, right? Isn't that where his show is at? I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I think some, somewhere he switched networks, and so I think during that transition, he thought that he was going to be um, picked up in a higher speed or something and some um, something more else markets. capacity. Yeah, more markets, but then they just completely like wiped him away. I guess his ratings weren't as big as they thought he, he was going to bring in or whatever so he's been being replaced with kelly clarkson yes. for that time slot so kelly clarkson will be coming out with her new show instead of steve harvey and then 
Um, I forgot the woman's name. Melissa but he is McCartney. All, Melissa McCartney is replacing him on Little Big Shots. Yes, Little Big Shots. Well, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Cause yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So both of his shows are being canceled. So uh, what's the other thing that he's on right now? Um, Family Feud. Let's see if he keeps that. Oh girl, he gonna go. He gonna keep with Family Feud. I mean. Unless they get Keenan Thompson on there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that would be hilarious. It would be. <laughs> Okay, guys, so um, How to Get Away with Murder has been renewed for season six. Yep. Lethal Weapon, which we already knew was being canceled because Damon Wayne said, I'm not coming back. Yep. Um, Marlon, of course, we told you guys when that was first announced that that has been canceled. Real. See ya. It's canceled. The Neighborhood has been renewed. Girl. I know. Um, Blackish has been renewed with their whole prequels coming out with Bo um, storyline. Which I'm not interested. I'm not either. I hate to say it. I'm not. I'm, I don't, I don't I'm know. not interested in the storyline for Bo. No, not at all. I'd rather, again, I'd rather see Andre's character. But I will say this, though. I think because we haven't seen uh, the black experience as far as someone who is mixed or multiracial done on network TV. Um, so I am interested to see how that is going to pan out. Other than that, I'm not interested in both. Okay. I, th- I do think it is cool that w- we're, we are going to get to see that. Yeah, I think I'll watch. I- I'm sure I will. I'll watch, you know, what's your, your rule? Three episodes? Three episodes. Three episodes. Give it three episodes. Okay, I'll give it a try. Okay. And the last one, This Is Us, has been renewed for... Um, Three, three more seasons. Yep. Yeah. Three. So, yeah. They get, get that guala guala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, I watched This Is Us, but it's so um, it's so real and emotionally taxing Girl. that I have to watch it in spurts. I can't just sit and watch that. It's so freaking depressing. It is. Jeez. It just be boohoo and crying every time. Right. Okay, but you know what? I just... Really? The neighborhood... <laughs> People like, you know, Yo. the gentrifying, you know, talking points of what's going on. I guess they like, you know, they want to see it. But I, it's, it's look, I know. I mean, we already talked about that. We already talked about how the show, the whole premise, and it's just not good. No, not at all. Who is watching this? Y'all let us know. Are y'all watching The Neighborhood yeah, with you? Cedric in Entertainment? I mean, I, I'm only here for it because I really love Tashina Arnold. And yeah, I, I probably love think... I love she, Cedric, too. I, I like, do, too. I, and I like, I like them. So, I bet you Tashina is probably a big draw into why people might like that show. Because she's just naturally funny and mm-hmm. has great comedic timing. But, um... Okay, I just hate to see <laughs> when good shows get canceled, mm-hmm. and then we get the neighborhoods. <laughs> okay, I imagine you went back and said, "Wait, the neighbor." <laughs> I'm just like, what? The I love neighborhood. it. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Was I was? Yeah, that was one of the shows. I was like, "Is this thing renewed?" Yep, it was. Okay, awful. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So that is it for the end. Innovative, creative, overall black excellence. It's time for the spotlight. 
history rundown. Okay, you guys, it's time for the spotlight. All right, Brittany, who's up on the spotlight for this week? Today, I am highlighting a young African-American. I was about to say female. Never mind. Yes, <laughs> Grant. All right, it's time for the spotlight. And today, I am highlighting a young African-American director, Stefan Bristol. Um, and Stefan is a newly graduate of New York University. Mm-hmm. He is a Brooklyn kid um, right now being um, held as Spike Lee's protege. Oh, really? He is. Um, Spike Lee is this guy's uh, mentor mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, uh, Spike teaches at uh, right, he NYU. Does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Stefan... <clears throat> Um, is the film director and writer of See You Yesterday. Now, I don't know if you remember seeing this at the DC Black Film Festival, the cute, well, I don't want to say cute because it's not cute, the movie in which the um, teenagers time traveled to go back and um, try to save her brother from uh, a police shooting. I did not see that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I saw it at the DC Black Film Festival, and then I was excited to see that it is being... Uh, it has been turned into a feature full-length movie, and it will be premiering on Netflix on the seventeenth. I saw the previews for that, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. So this is Stefan's um, movie. Again, it is called "See You Yesterday," and it is about two Brooklyn teens who uncover the secret of time traveling while working on a science project, and then they use their discovery to help stop one of the teenagers. Um, her brother from being murdered by the police. Oh, jeez. Right? Nice, um, but, oh, God. It was a very good short. So I was, um, while I was researching Stefan, I saw that, um, you know, it, he talked about the struggles or some of the challenges he had from um, changing the short into the fe- until a feature film, um, how you have to delve into the characters a lot more. You have to create them um you have to expand their universe, expand their development, right? So he talks a lot about that. Um, this movie was part of his graduate school thesis. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. So he... I'm jelly. I know, I'm right? Jelly. <laughs> it was part of his graduate school thesis. Is his, wow. you know, first project in which he's getting um, a lot of uh, praise for because um, the short received a lot of awards and... Um, the film festival circuit it premiered at Tribeca Mm, and then that's how Netflix picked it up but he talked about how and you know sometimes we like to think that if you go with a platform like Netflix you have more creative control but he was saying how he still had a lot of like challenges with Netflix in particularly how he wanted to use the same young kids in the short Um, he wanted them to be he thought that they were great dynamic actors. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to be Brooklyn kids. Um, that was really important to him. So he had to fight for that. He had to fight for them to stay on to the project. Mm. Um, then he also talked about, you know, some of the struggles he had to deal with, with um, trying to find his own voice and making sure he stays to his voice and what's important. Right as far as the themes of the movie right Mm -hmm. and then also adding more because for him what was important was highlighting the police brutality right Right. but then for his um 
editors and other producers, they wanted to highlight like black students in STEM. And so he has a workout, yeah. um, like writing technically the jargon of, you know, time traveling and all of that. So, you know, it was a good article about just all the things that he went through to make this feature film possible. And like I said, I'm very excited. When I saw it at the um, DC Black Film Festival, it was probably one of the best films or shorts that I've seen that year in that circuit. Oh, nice. So, um, very cool. I am very excited to see it in its full feature length. Um, I have no doubt that it is going to do just as well as it did in the short. Um, mm-hmm. if, but someone like Spike Lee as your mentor, the sky's the limit. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. I wish nothing but luck on absolutely. young Stefan Bristol's um, rise. Yeah, and, and fame and stardom. We'll so. definitely have to have to get him on the show. We'll have to try to get him on the you show. You hear that, Stefan? Yeah, sir. <laughs> we, we need you on the show. We want to know more about the behind the scenes stuff with the, the Netflix deal and kind of that process of going from doing the film festival circuit to now you're in a major, you know, network or streaming service platform. And, um, you know, within a year, that's that's freaking amazing it's awesome that is amazing and i wonder if i guess that's how a lot of the things get picked up though i guess a lot of the um documentaries and or films or shorts being seen um, at at the film festivals and that's how they get picked up and things like that but i just want to know his experience in um yeah more details so definitely we have to get him on the show so try i mean i think and, and and this is no tino shade to a lot of people but for for you to have your graduate thesis project be good enough Ah. to be submitted to Tribeca um, and then win a bunch of awards and then uh, also be turned into a feature full length that's pretty dope that is dope so So we're excited yep and we'll be keeping our eye on that when is it coming out later on this year it's coming on this May May 17th oh guys keep peeled for that keep peeled yep on Netflix. On Netflix. And yeah, by the time this um, episode airs, it'll be out. Yeah. So All watch right. it. Yes. All right, you guys. It's time for the spoiler alert. Um, I don't have much for you guys today, um, just because it's not a whole bunch of things out. Um, I do want to talk about quickly. Well, no, I'm gonna talk about fast colors next. Spoiler alert, because there was this article that came out about how the directors were talking about all this stuff about this. Is a side note to you uh-huh. about how, um, well, shit, what happened? Well, they were just saying how the studio didn't market it. Oh, fuck no. And they only made $60,000 in the box office. It was only released to 25 theaters worldwide. Yeah. Okay. That's so we're going to talk about that next. Oh, they shitted on them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, guys, it's time for the spoiler alert. And today I have two um, projects that I am going to talk about. The first is Gerard Carmichael's home video. Mm-hmm. Um, so this premiered on um, HBO 
this past Mother's Day weekend. So this is part two or it's part of a two part series of um, Carmichael. The other part of home videos has not been released yet and there is no release date for that. But basically, basically Carmichael goes back home to his North Carolina home and visits with his family, his mom, his sisters, his nieces and, and, and cousins. And, you know, he's just having conversation with them about um, what, like things like uh, the black experience in America, police brutality. They have a combo about um, R. Kelly, interracial dating, all of that great stuff. Um, but the most interesting part. Okay. The two interesting parts. Um, the first interesting part is this, that I guess um, Gerard Carmichael's father mm-hmm. cheated on his mother. And from what I can gather from the the movie, or it's only 30 minutes. So from what I gather from this special, they're still married. Mm-hmm. But while he cheated on it, he fathered a bunch of kids. What the fuck? And so Ooh, um, at the a end. A bunch of kids, not a child. A bunch of kids. Well, that's what Gerard said. So, but at the end of this episode or this special, let me say that he meets one of his sisters for the first time, and that's how it ends. Oh. Okay, so that's interesting. And then the other T is, <laughs> so he's talking to his mama, you know, about the experience, and he, you know, he asks his mom, like, have you ever thought about like just stepping out on dad just because, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, fair. then fair. he was like, you know, have you? ever been attracted to women and she was like no and then he said oh shit i think i know he said that he had hooked up with dudes before yep i've heard on the internets of things where i live my life on youtube and i i mean he said it so matter of fact and and i don't know yeah i've heard so i'm like oh and not and it wasn't because (laughs) <laughs> of what he said what well, he was but because what he said just be it was just like they Not breezed want. through that yeah. like you know and his mama was like and that's your choice and that was it <laughs> you know there was it. no deeper conversation about it but i'm left like yo rewind it back you 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 hooked up with dudes with the plural like what does hooking up mean to you like are you coming out in this special as I don't know, you know, he looks like the type that doesn't want to be put labels on. Right, exactly. So, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like he, well, see, I can't even say that because it's like, what, what is, you know. Am I, okay, I can say this. Am I surprised? No. You're not? (laughs) No, I'm not surprised. This does not shock me. It doesn't shock me just like if Kid Cudi came out and said, oh, I've dabbled with men before. Okay, but yeah, yeah, I can see it. Kid Cudi, yeah. It. Okay, maybe I just don't know I Gerard. I put him, Gerard, in those you never know what you're going to get kind of type guys. Like, you just never know. He yeah. just seems so out there, so kind of, in his you know, thinking. In his, yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. like he's open to different stuff and just, you know, men, women, whatever he likes at the moment. This is what he's into. Okay. Honestly, that's what, that's what I get from him. I don't, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That and he gives me a weirdo vibe, but you know. I, I will say this. I'm definitely not his uh I am not a fan of his comedic style. 
I just, yeah. I just don't think he's funny. And I was not a fan of the Carmichael show. I love the Carmichael show. I just didn't. I loved it. I, I really did. I'm not a fan of his humor. It's very dry. It's very dry. It's very just like, um, again, laid back, kind of just like, you know, as if he's having a conversation with you versus like punchline jokes after jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very slow. It's a buildup. He may say some things, again, that'll... Take you shock. for a loop. Yeah, yeah. shock. Um, tons, he does that a lot. Unconventional. Yeah, very unconventional. I, I personally like it. I I didn't mind his other stand-up he had with HBO. I believe, like, last year this time it was on there. It was pretty good, I thought. Um, Yeah, so, Gerard. Yeah, girl. So, uh, that was that. Again, it's only... Th- <laughs> <laughs> on the internet of things. Yes, girl, I heard. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> Y'all just gonna breeze through them? Because mm-hmm. uh, the mama was like, and that's your choice. I just thought maybe we were gonna get a little bit deeper into it. Um, maybe next. No, maybe, maybe the, the next one. Again, home videos on HBO with Gerard Carmichael. Um, a part two of this, again, has not been released of an of, uh, air date okay. as of now. Okay, okay. cool. All right, and so then my second one that I am going to talk about today is called, um, it's a web series, a web series called uh, Pillow Talk. Um, and Pillow Talk. Yeah, do you watch any web series? Um, I do not. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. I don't think like I do. Go ahead. So I used, <laughs> I used to watch a lot more web series um, back in the day, and I just kind of stopped watching them because... Um, and this particular web series and its creators does the same thing. They create the series, they put it on YouTube, and then you have to pay for bonus episodes or for season finales. And I'm just not a fan of that. Mm. Um, and I understand that, you know, they need money to produce these videos. Mm -hmm. I'm well aware of that fact, but this particular um creative group that produces pillow talk they charge like ten dollars per episode for like bonus content or um season finales and i'm just not about to do it but i will spoil this episode (laughs) i am going to feature them in the spoiler alert because i do like the web series so the web series is called Pillow Talk. It is created by Caleb Davis and Ronnie Simpson, and um, they're both married. Um, and Caleb is the director and producer, and Ronnie is writer and producer. Um, it's a spinoff. Pillow Talk is a spinoff of a web series, their first daytime Emmy-nominated series called Tough Love. So that's how I was introduced to Pillow Talk. I watched Tough Love back in the day um tough love it sounds very familiar yeah so um i was watching tough love and then some of the characters from tough love are in this new show pillow talk um caleb has a master's of film from kingston university in london and he's filmed all over the place um a bunch of countries overseas and his wife ronnie has a master's in media management and she studied in Florence and I'm not sure if that's how they met, but they have, um, 
a lot of experience in a, a worldly view and they wanted to put out content about uh, black millennials, professional millennials. Um, and so that's what they set to do with their production company. Hmm. And so Pillow Talk is their second one. It's about a, um, a young lady named Lyric who is a relationship expert with her own radio show, but her fiance, she called her fiance cheating. So because of that, she's a relationship expert. Her fiance is cheating. She, of course, loses her show. She loses her man. And now she has to um, reinvent herself. And she does that by starting the podcast. Um, she has clients in which she coaches them in relationship advice and and all of that. But, um, you know, she's looking to turn over a new leaf. But a new love interest may derail her from all of that. Um, and it's a pretty good, like I said, it's a pretty good uh, web series. I like it more than I did Tough Love. Mm -hmm. um, just because I feel like, you know, with this one, the um, camera direction and cinematography was a lot better, a lot cleaner. Okay, um, yeah. And I like the actors and the actresses. Um, the good thing about web series is that it allows for people to create their own content uninhibited and then also use that to catapult your career into something else. Like Issa Rae is a great example mm -hmm. of that in her awkward adventures of a miss, whatever that was. The awkward adventures of a black girl. Thank you. And then turn that into insecure. Mm -hmm. And not only that, a lot of um, black actresses and actors get their start from web series like i don't know if y'all remember me telling you one of the actors on that new show of bc games people play is that the name of it yeah yeah games mm -hmm. people play the main character i first was introduced to her from a web series so oh cool yeah i like she's I, gorgeous i love her yeah i really like web series um However, like, again, as I said earlier, I'm not a fan of this pay for additional content type of thing. I understand that that's what you got to do to make money because it's not cheap. And if you're producing um, quality content, then you got to put some money toward that. And you have to pay your actors and all of that. You have to pay your crew. But with that said, you guys... Um, if you're interested in this web series, go ahead and Google Pillow Talk on, UC, on YouTube. You might see it in conjunction with the um, other show that they have created called um, Tough Love. So um, that's all I have mm -hmm. for us today. You guys, if you have any thoughts on what we talked about this episode if you have a favorite web series that um you want us to be on the lookout for let me know again i am a fan of web series i, I stopped watching them but i would like to get back into and, and supporting them yeah same i need to get into web series um I'm, I'm always on the internet like that's what i love to do i love being on netflix um not netflix sorry youtube all the time and um i watch just a lot of people on there more so the personalities on youtube more than I watch any of the streaming apps that I currently um, have right now, which is very funny. Um, but yeah, if there's any web series or something I should check out, please let us know. 
Um, Cause yeah, like Brittany said, we're interested in watching, and um, I need to get into it. So Pillow Talk, I need to check that one out. Yeah, it's. I think this season um, has about eight episodes, and you know what else? No, that's it. Okay. 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 <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So that that is it for this episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and um, just let us know your thoughts. Shoot us an email if you want at Black and Behind the Scenes. Um, again, I'm Antoinette, and you can catch me at Antoinette Tope on Instagram. Light the color, and I'm at Brittany Khan. All right, guys. Until next time. See you. Bye.